0: And now, back to Lifeline.
1: And we are back. Let's go to line number one and talk with Doris in Texas. Line number one, Doris in Texas. Are you there? Who do you want? Doris in Texas.
2: Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. How are you doing, sweetheart?
2: Hello?
1: Hey, Doris. How are you?
2: I'm I'm fine past the blessed and hurry favorite, thank you.
1: Good. And What's uh, going on? Haven't heard from you in a long I time. Been,
2: I know. I'm just so blessed to be able to finally get through. I've been sitting in the hospital for the last five days with How come? COVID pneumonia. Okay. But I'm, I'm much better Great. than I was yesterday and five days ago I okay. the talk. Okay. Uh but I just I, I've been wanting to call you for the last uh, few weeks because of the confirmation that I had gotten over this the last month of the uh situation with this COVID. Right. And um with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I have been an advocate about this vaccine not uh it's not a good thing. Right. And How I understood it was not going to help my immune system. It was taking it away from me. Right. And uh, once I discovered that, I started listening to you and you gave me confirmation of everything that I was thinking that God had was talking to me about. And I just, I just wanted to come on and let your listeners know that you are so dead on and you are a blessing for me, have been a blessing for me for a while to well, I know wanna... that you speak the truth and you're not afraid of it Listen, I'm... it helps me to be a bold Christian as well
1: I, have, I, I could... appreciate that I pre- go ahead on Doris, I was just letting you talk are you trying to get your breath
2: uh, yeah, I stopped for a moment so I can breathe. My oxygen level, thank God, has changed. When I came in here five days ago, I only sure. had 70% oxygen. I was full-blown pneumonia, COVID uh-huh. pneumonia, mm-hmm. and I did not realize how what a danger zone I was in. Right. But just to say what I'm saying is because when I started uh, tooting my horn at work about this vaccine, the devil came at me full force. Sure. And um, so it was as though he wanted to prove me wrong in these people's eyes because it's exactly like you said people are walking around with blinders on and, and, and they got their ears stopped up. They don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. And right. it is a battle talking to people about something that they don't really want to understand. They just wanna let whoever be in control and and go with the flow.
1: No doubt about it. That's exactly what's going on. Now, let me ask you a question and I'm not gonna let you keep talking because you need to continue recovering your oxygen levels so you can you can breathe normally. <clears throat> So I, I deal with a lot of people that that get sick and we talk about <clears throat> the protocols to take beforehand, multiple, multiple vitamins. And you're in Texas and Texas is rich with a lot of the early treatment doctors, McCullough and many of them alone. Many of them are, are there doing a lot of work uh, before you got uh, sick with uh, uh, Omicron. Did you were you were you taking any regimens to help build your immune system or no?
2: Uh, yes, I was. I was taking vitamin D3 and, you know, uh, you know, out there and out of uh, vitamin C, stuff like that. Um, nothing over the counter. I mean, nothing, uh, medicine wise. Mostly everything was over the counter, all vitamins. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, when I got that they wanted to give me a, a monoclonal uh, infusion, sure, uh, to help with uh, boost my immune system, and but they were saying that the, the stuff that's out right now wasn't working very well. So if if my immune system was fighting it off already, I could, I could choose to just stay with my immune system.
1: No, that was very good. No, that was very good. The monoclonal monoclonal, uh, antibody infusion really works when you are at cytokine stage. You did get there, but your immune system was fighting fighting it well. I, I'm just sad when a lot of my brothers and sisters um, get COVID and don't know how to stave off moving into the pneumonia stages because once you get into the pneumonia stages, then you, you got to go in. Your oxygen levels are low uh, and, and you have to actually kind of find yourself subject to their protocols. But I'm glad you were able to uh, go through this in Texas and not in California because they would want st- us you with some remdesivir and set you up for, for a real horrible uh future with your kidneys and, and liver and stuff like that because remdesivir okay, is already so known that
2: probably. is one of the reasons why I was calling that is what that was one of the treatments that they did for me. Okay.
1: In the house of All right, so they you're gonna have
2: five uh, lines of it each right. day. I mean one day, uh five of it.
1: Uh, in, uh, in five days. Yeah. All right. So what you're going to have to do, you know, and I don't know how much you have been watching our programs or are getting, you should have been, probably should have been on our, um, email list as well. Cause we could have, we could have showed you the, um, protocols that the doctors are saying that we need to try to avoid. Because all medicines have uh, have have side effects, and and this one has a history of a problematic element. So you're gonna have to work on your health, your health going forward. You're gonna have to um, watch your um, your liver levels, your kidney levels, your counts. You're gonna have to be careful about recovery. Uh, and should you have problems with your liver and kidneys in the near future, you can you can you can just kind of know the data is there. People don't want to search the data. The information is out. We all have it, anybody who wants to look up Remdesivir and see what it does It has horrible effects And there would have been better ways to go about it And that's kind of where we all need to have a community Where when we you know get into these uh, portals We can be helped But going forward, like we're saying with a lot of people We're trying to encourage uh, Work on detoxing Work on uh, uh, making sure you build your immune system Work on Um, whatever kind of holistic approach you can take about um, building your immunity because uh, a lot of these medicines set us up for cancer and heart problems and kidney failure and all kinds of things, unfortunately. And this is not, this didn't start with COVID. This has been going on for a long time. Any honest doctor knows what I'm talking about. Listen, thank you for the call. Email me because, you know, I just, I really wish um, we could have had a tighter conversation, but hopefully that will be the case going forward because we're trying to we're trying to steer people in the best direction to avoid uh, dealing with this draconian medical industry that really is just making a lot of money off of people. The number three highest level of uh, of death in America is medical medical malfeasance. The number three killer of americans is is medical malfeasance and that should be of concern for all of us thank you my sister email me we will talk to you later gotta take a hard break pay some bills we'll be right back and now back to lifeline i'm 622 on the monday edition of lifeline let's go to line number four and talk with courtland From
3: Oakland? Oakland? Quentin. Hello. Yeah. Hello, I'm sorry. My name is Quentin, Ashley. How are you, Quentin? Hello, you there? Okay. Is it hold on? What's going on, man? Oh, okay, here's what's going on. All right, listen. Right, I'm a I'm a believer, man. You know, I, I, you know, I'm in the body of Christ, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And I don't. That's not the point of me. The point I'm trying to make, but but I'm gonna get straight to the point. Right? You got the body of Christ in this in this world, right? You guys say we delight in the earth, right? The light and salt. And if the salt loses saltiness, and the light ain't shining, whereby whereby will it be salted and lit? And so there's a uh mandate for the people of God in this world, right? To bring light to the world, right? And so I'm in a situation where, you know, I come from uh, uh, a demographic, man, that ain't all too savory. You know, it's not, you know, you know, it, it's in terms of what people uh, generally uh, shine or, or so on and so forth, but, you know, I come from that element that's, you know, you know, the, the lower bottom and so I got well, that's, it doesn't need to hear no there but i'm seeing from the perspective that i have right that there's a complacency in the body of christ right and there's a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge as far as uh what god's uh way is and his expectations his word his truth you know in the ends and out of it in the, in the intricate details you know of what you know you know, the parameters are that we are to operate within, right? And there's a, you know, there's some some things that kind of, like, ship me up, right? And the only thing I'm saying is that I'm aware, you know, of how all of this uh, COVID-19 stuff correlates with, you know, the prophetic unfoldment, right? Everything has a thread there. There's a thread there, right? And you can't remove right, one from the other. They all have a a consistency, right, and a uh, continuity with one another, and that's you know. So it's like, man, I, I, if anybody is hearing my voice that's got any type of passion or any type of fervency uh, uh, to to see God's will done, you know, you, you know, we I, I just feel as though we need to spend more time in, in the study of God's word, you know, in, in 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 as far as being immersed in it and meditating in it. So that the Spirit of God is able to, in real time, use us effectively, you know, as we, you know, are going forward, you know, because a lot of people are going to fall off and be left behind because of the, the uh, lack of due diligence, right? You know, that, that some believer might have been, you know, it's like, say, for instance, if God might have left this person to me, but because I was lacking in knowledge of, you know, God's protocols, you know, this person got, you know what I'm saying, maybe me feel by the wayside. You know, or or perish. You know what I'm saying? It didn't get what God had for him because I wasn't up to par. You know, you I, know totally so not,
1: you. I totally yeah, agree yeah, with. I totally agree with yeah. what you're saying, Courtland. I totally agree with you. I think that you're right about our assessment of the laxadysical casualness of many professing christians that is not even arguable it's certainly true christians today are not even willing to engage many women in the in the difficulties of biblical truth and so we got we, we got to keep praying and then like you said just you know stand in the truth and be ready to help people as much as you possibly can that's what you got to do right right that's what, right. That's what you oh, got to do so yeah. courtney you continue man you continue standing strong and and, right. and, and, and and tell the truth in love. And you're right, there is all kind of prophetic implications surrounding what we're dealing with. And again, people won't know it because as Hosea chapter four six puts it, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Like as far as it's what weird. I've been right. saying I've been saying it for months and months and, and I know they think I'm insane or I lost my mind or irrational right. or I don't know what I'm talking about. Nothing could be further right. from the truth. Nothing can be further from the truth. And I'm not here to be controversial. I'm just simply saying that there's a whole lot of darkness when it comes to church folk dealing with matters that are of a a cosmic spiritual nature. And that's where we are now. There should be a prophetic word to be able to speak into these matters that would help the people of God to make a proper discernment as to what. What's going on? But they're just as right. blind in many ways as national Israel was and is. And we got to pray for that. And then I want to encourage you because right. I got to let you go to keep walking in the light, yeah. keep walking in yeah. the truth, keep loving men and women, yeah. and keep asking Amen. God to give you a word for the people of God. Right. Man. Give me a word right. for the but, people but, of God.
3: Okay, but listen, man, before you go, listen to this, man. In Ezekiel 3, right, you know, God says that. There's a, a culpability honor, for the person who uh, doesn't warn the individual, the, the, uh, the sinner or the righteous man, either way or. And if that righteous or that sinner perishes, right, he says that he holds us and that person's blood is on our hands, right? Yes, and sir. so right. I, I want to kind of like see if I can get you to expound on that as far as being an incentive for people to see it as You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are orientated in a way where self is the... The focus, right, right. Let and me help you with that because I got to let you go. Let me help well, you with that. I understand that, man. But like I say, man, if you're worried about yourself, you know, to have somebody's blood on your hands for lack of due diligence, right? That's it should be problem. an incentive for you to kind of like, you know what I mean, step your game up. I like, agree. You know what I mean? Bless so you, man. Is, man. Have a good night, bro. You too, brother. You too, brother. All right, man. Pray for me, minutes. man, because I'm in the trenches. I'm definitely yeah, in the trenches. Pray for me, me man, for real fervent prayer. Amen. We got you. We got you. All right, uh, all right. We got two right. minutes for the break.
1: Let me actually make an observation there, just a brief one, because you know, again, Christian folks are not used to you know a whole lot of Bible near their conversation. Uh, just pot him down, come on, man. pot him down, because we you, we don't need to go to space. Um, here's the reality: if you live in a an atlas- if you live in the sphere of relationship with anyone, this is how you guys can understand. Uh, Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 18, Ezekiel 33. This is how you can understand what it means to be a watchman. If you are a father with children, you're a watchman. If you're a mother with children, you're a watchman. If you're a husband with a family, you're a watchman. If you are a brother with siblings, you're a watchman. If you are an uncle with nieces and nephews, you're a watchman. If you are uh, a senior senator, elder uh, in a community with younger people, you're a watchman. If you're a pastor, you're a watchman. We all have spheres of influence and accountability by which we're watchmen. That passage is not relegated to the uh, professional office. Office of a pastor or a teacher. That's for every believer. And unless we are understanding that, we will walk around not caring about anybody but ourselves. And this is, this is really what I've been talking about for a number of years. And I often hear people that don't want to do uh, the things that, that I'm doing. And when I think about what they are saying as an argument not to do what I'm doing, I, I discover that they have nobody that they love, really. They have no children. All the children are grown and gone, and so, of course, they don't have anybody to think about. They don't have any grandkids, or if they do, they're pathetic not to be concerned about their grandkids. Uh, Every time I get on the microphone or preach or teach or communicate, I'm always thinking about my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my brothers and sisters. I'm thinking about what my word is going to be like when they hear it five years from now or 10 years from now or 30 years from now when I'm gone. Did PJ care about people enough to speak up and speak out notwithstanding the consequences that he went through or did he just cater to their felt needs and keep them asleep when there's no reason for anyone to be asleep this is what wakes me up every day advocating for people who are vulnerable and weak and particularly our young people who are the target of the next generation of slaughter genetically This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'll take your phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 635. What I wanted to say to um, Doris and anybody else about this subject of remdesivir, you can go to the Dr. Artist show. Dr. Artis, A-R-D-I-S, show, he's online. I'm surprised they haven't taken him down. He's a powerful, powerful um, uh, doctor with great eloquence and clarity on uh, the harm of the vaccines and particularly the protocol when you go into the hospital because he lost his father to COVID and he will speak to you particularly. He did a, he did a presentation, I, if I can find it, I'll pull it up and send it to Doris if she e- emails me, but I've sent it out to, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people who have already gotten it where he explains the data and the information around remdesivir and how horrible, horrible remdesivir has been in time past. And one of the things that the panel of doctors were saying today uh, with Ron Johnson, I think it was either Pierre Corey, <clears throat> or um uh Dr. Kirati um I don't think it was Dr. Kirati it was one of the other doctors uh Reesh or something they were saying that often what the FDA does or does um yeah FDA uh drugs that in the past have had uh problems Uh, They would pull off the shelf and and often just rename them and, and then send them back out or repurpose them for a different application, such as with the remdesivir. They know that remdesivir has had a horrible trial test. A horrible trial test. And this is what Dr. Artis will explain to you himself on the Dr. Artist Show dot com. You can find that the Dr. Artist Show dot com. So, you know, I'm just I'm not talking out off the top of my head here. We've been looking at this information for 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 two years. And often what I'll do is because I am not a doctor, I, I just I've got gray matter like a lot of people do. I can think well. Um, I can decipher information. I know how to um, I know how to correlate uh, information and and look for disparities and then look for corroboration. It's easy to do. And when you have the litany of doctors who have been utterly uh, maligned and castigated for two years to emerge impeccably intact and saying the same things after two years that they were saying at the beginning, even though Everybody in their cat and dog said these were heretics. These were fringe kooks. And here they are telling the truth as it is in Jesus. Many of them believers, such as Dr. Artis. uh, You know, true believers should stop thinking that you can listen to the world and believe that they're going to tell you the truth. That's contrary to the word of God. This is what Cortland was saying. Hey, don't you understand? Your Bible says that the whole world lies in the lap of the wicked one. You don't just trust people carte blanche. You test them. You prove them. You examine what they say. You do the research. And in a free free country like ours, the information is there. So frequently people are harmed of their own choice and recognizance because they they fail to do the diligent research that's necessary. But as a public uh, announcement service, public service announcement i'm going to let you know if you go to dr he'll be talking about this explicitly because he had a real problem with the hospital um uh, harming his father with remdesivir so you can look it up for yourself if you think i'm just uh blowing smoke let me go to line number three and talk with jermaine in alameda jermaine are you there
4: oh yes i am hey how you doing man after your bout you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, I I actually did better than a lot of my, my vaccinated folks, so I'm I'm pretty good. Good, good, good. What's your thoughts? Well, one question I don't know if I ever asked you was your motivation for initially starting all of the uh the COVID classes and COVID talk cuz I was, you know, I used to wonder if I was thinking about too much COVID myself, but then as I observed the overlapping spiritual deception and the mass psychosis and and a lot of things that I'm uncomfortable with, and I know I a lot of believers are way too comfortable with things like having mandates so they can even attend their own church. I kind of was thinking, you know, hey, this is a necessary thing. But what, what was your motivation with initially getting started?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. I'm glad you asked that because, you know, who would want to be engaged in talking about something so controversial, so globally controlled? Uh, so masterfully um, uh, controlled in such a way, anyone that's going contrary to the narrative, uh, you know, is committing a, at least a social suicide, if not um, a psychological and economic one. It's not impacting me economically. Uh, what's really interesting is since COVID, I have acquired a lot of people who listen to my teaching uh, via the all things COVID, as you know, and have supported um supported uh, me via Grace uh, financially over the two years. So COVID didn't mess with us at Grace in terms of people who appreciate what I do uh, supporting. And, and as a pastor, uh, that that speaks volumes when people write letters and email me and then send money in to support the ministry of Grace, because we're, we're just a modest-sized church, a couple, two or three hundred people, a little bit more than that. And then a handful of people that watch online Um, and we're, we're just, uh, you know, chugging along, but there has been serious, serious, um, you know, fracture as I talk about, uh, fault lines between me and a lot of people, my relatives and and family members at that, because they, you know, they, they're not, they're not down. Um, and I understand that everybody has to, to make their judgment on these matters. And so what compels me is the fact that I would hate to be a pastor. Who looks up one day and when all of this stuff starts to actually show up that we've been warning about, as it is doing now, and to have known this and not say something about it, That's exactly what Courtland was saying out of Ezekiel three, uh, uh, Ezekiel eighteen and thirty three, to have known this and to know that this is not just—you can't segment this into well, this is my personal private medical issue. A pandemic is everybody's issue. This is what gave them the false premise for being able to get rid of our constitutional rights of freedom and privacy and implement a totalitarian system. And when early on we realized that COVID was a cover for control, that's a quip that I am uh, uh, developing doctrinally as well, COVID, a cover for control. I told people early on, this is not about uh, a virus. This is about injecting us in order to get us on a regiment, which we know now is in perpetuity uh, if it wasn't for o- Omicron coming in and showing the whole world that vaccines don't work. If they could have controlled the narrative and, and, and people would have been still under the fear factor, fear uh, mongering notion that oh, COVID is killing people everywhere on the planet, which was a lie you got to get vaccinated again and again and again if if people would have been completely isolated unto that narrative they'd all be slaves in a psycho ward that would be their own minds because they would hear the uh hear the the narrative that says you can't do anything without a shot um but fortunately many many people and and I'm glad to be one of them uh as painful as the consequences are have spoken up and spoken out and suffer the consequences of people. You know, I've been teaching this thing, Jermaine, as you know, uh, throughout every kind of biblical lesson you can imagine. I, I imagine, and I don't know, that uh, on uh, on KFAX during noontime, our, our noontime messages should be drawing out these implications as well. I did it <clears throat> this Sunday with uh, Jesus, our master's teaching, love thine enemies by speaking the truth. I talked about how the gatekeepers of Israel, the rulers, had falsified the data and therefore caused the people of God to go astray by embracing the doctrines of men and not the doctrines of God, making the commandments of God of non-effect. This is how you destroy the gospel. And this is why you don't hear the gospel communicated in the context of COVID anywhere else, hardly anywhere. And so as God gave me insight into the reality that what we're dealing with is the man of sin that uh, is seeking to stand in the holy place, the temple of the hearts of humanity, and show himself to be bigger and greater than God. Well, the preacher has to stand up by the spirit of truth and speak against the spirit of error to liberate God's people. And of course, um, you know, our community at Grace has been able to walk in the light and liberty of freedom, both in terms of the gospel of Christ and in terms of our constitutional freedom. So what we did was early on, me and the leadership at Grace basically said, we're going to bust this bubble of a lie that's trapping men and women like sheep into fear. And we're going to prove them wrong by our gathering together, by our assembling, and we're going to deal with COVID as it came on. And we saw throughout the course of a year and a half now that COVID was real, but it was nowhere near as dangerous as the media was making it out to be. And yes, a handful of people did go out and get vaccinated, I did have people leave grace. People were fearful. They didn't have the level of faith that many of us did, but it didn't, it didn't overwhelm our church. We're, we're returning to a level of growth now that has been significant, thankful, thankfully to God. And every day I wake up with this, with this thought, Jermaine. I'm so glad that I didn't succumb to the fear. I'm so glad that God gave me grace to open up the book and take us through the apocalypse and show us how the beast uh, controls men and women by blasphemous words to cause them to bow down to him and to to worship him. And that's what was going on then, and it's still trying to go on now, although God has turned it around. It must be that men and women are praying all over the world for God to um, to um, to destroy and obliterate this blindness and this lie because it's starting to happen and it's not over with yet. It's not over with yet. It's not over with yet, but there's a price to pay when you don't toe the line with the majority. But Jesus said in Matthew seven is where I'm going to close with you. He says, broad is the road that leads to the destruction. Broad is the road that leads to destruction and many be there on that follow it. It's a broad role of a road of consensus it's a broad road of agreement. It's a broad road of censorship. It's a broad road that has no room for for, for dialogue and debate. It's a broad road of uh, of, of dominant narrative uh, control. Jesus said that. Um, you'll suffer for telling the truth. That's the nature of it. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So, and I haven't suffered anything compared to my brothers and sisters in the tyrannical countries of Canada, the UK, uh, um, Australia, and others. I, I hear about it every day, and I thank God that I am yet in a country that has an opportunity to turn this around. Um, but we got to pray that through and continue battling as well. That is the reason I get up every day doing this, but I'm suffering. Believe you me, (laughs) I'm getting hit and it's a challenge, but it builds your character. And that's what tribulation is about, character building. I don't say that to boast. I only say that to say that God's grace has kept me this far and he'll keep me He'll keep me, notwithstanding how dark the days get. Thank you for the call, my brother. Got to take a break. When we come back, we will um, continue on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. At the time 652 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see here. Let's see if Mark is on line number two in San Jose. Mark, are you there?
5: Yeah, I'm here. Dorcas is still there listening. You know, uh, on the Stu Peters show, he interviewed Dr. Carrie Madej about the monoclonal antibodies. And she was saying that the HEK-293 uh, means that there were 293 babies that were taken out of their mothers, fully formed, taken into a lab, and cut out while they're alive. That they cut through their chest and take their kidneys out. And they use the cell lines of the kidneys. So that's in the monoclonal antibodies, and uh it's terrible what's going on and so I'd rather die than have that stuff you know yeah I don't, I don't i don't, i don't yeah. know
1: if I don't know if you got i don't know if you're conflating that with uh the stem cell lines for the vaccines I'll do some research on that. I know you like to get glib and gory, but give me something else before I let you go
5: well, I was just echoing dr Carrie midday that's exactly what she said if you just type in. Uh, well, I, I know Peter's.
1: what to do i'm asking you i know what you know i know what to do i'm asking you what else you want to talk about
5: before i let you go well i'd like you to run a commercial so i can talk to you privately for oh, a minute good. or two uh, i'm not going I'm not to
1: do that man are you are you kidding. kidding
5: all right thanks
1: for the yeah. call all right we'll talk later let me talk to james from the bay james what's going on man i
4: uh, the say most stuff about how you doing man <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good. I, I am I was about to ask you could you find I think I found it now I was looking for a video on the um, uh, the Ron Johnson COVID-19 second opinion uh-huh. I think I may have found it though on Rumble uh-huh. um, I was going to ask you about that but I've been looking you know, maybe I was looking in the wrong place I don't know whether I found the video or whether I found I'll send it out.
1: I'll I'll, I'll be sending it out in about 10 minutes after our program. It's on High Wire. They got it. Um, High Wire, okay. Yeah, the full interview. The full six hours. Just absolutely riveting information.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, You know, it's just real interesting, you know, and I just want to, you know, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to put it out there because you know where I'm at. You know where I'm from. It's very interesting where You know, I've been—there's a narrative that I've been taking part in, but I'm about to start uh, winding it back in, where people of faith—well, the narrative was this. It takes just as much faith to not take the jab as it is in taking the jab, and I've been meditating on that. I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. It doesn't take as much faith. It doesn't take any faith to take the jab. I mean— I'm not going to say it doesn't take any, but I think it takes a lot more not to take the jab in the face of mainstream media, uh, social media, and everyone else saying to go get the jab. I think it takes a lot more faith to stand against the the grain and going with the grain, if that makes any sense. Uh, And also, why are our believers so gullible to the mainstream media and the social media and the powers that be When they don't give a flip about our God You know, they don't honor our God In any way, shape, or form So what makes them think Now they're going to start telling the truth That's all right, got, man. That's right.
1: Right. Well,
4: first of all mm. uh,
1: The way that faith is be, being de- uh, Defined in that concept is, is is unbiblical So faith is never a leap in the dark So if if the believer Is going to take the vaccine He's obligated to the mm. Bible to actually prove all things, actually examine the data, actually look at the information, actually determine whether or not the the allegations are true, safe and effective. If they don't do that, that's not faith. To just jump and take a vaccine is not faith. That's ridiculous. Um, If they have all the data on the table and they can discover that the vaccines definitely uh, are are inclined to do harm to the tune of millions of people uh, in the virus here in America, and that's only one to uh, to uh, 10% of the actual stated data or to the tune of 20, 30,000. That's one to uh, to 10% as well of the stated data, meaning that it could be way up in the hundreds of thousands that people have died. If, if folks would have looked at the information, they might have said, uh, I'm going to maintain my faith in my own natural immune system versus the... Uh, the assertion that there's a, a one shoe fits all mentality. So Christians have been banning about a false interpretation of what faith is for a long time. So I, I wouldn't spend uh, much time in, in that regard. Secondly, the other trou- troubling matter is that they ought to know by now, unless they're operating out of the, uh, the, the guilt of a uh, dissonant, uh uh you know mind uh, uh you know cognitive dissonance they ought to know by now the vaccines aren't working they ought to know by now we're we're on shot number 3 and the the goal is to keep giving you the shot uh and if they don't if they don't think that they have been hoodwinked and bamboozled from day 1 then their faith is not operating at all israel is on number 4 and the and, and the people in the street are saying i'm tired and we have the highest rate of infection says israel so we already know the correlation of infection goes up with vaccination uh that's the other thing that the board and panel explained today that the media is absolutely lying to society when it says it's the unvaccinated that are carrying the virus uh, <laughs> Pfizer has Pfizer has made it clear in its own data that to be defined as unvaccinated simply means that you could be in between two shots. That means you got the first one and then you got sick before you got the second one that would make you sick as an unvaccinated person. That's going to come out here in a moment that a lot of people being blamed for being unvaccinated are in fact vaccinated. <laughs> That's the real I mean. factor of the matter. And so uh, if we hang in there in a minute, and, and remember, speak the truth in love because people get mad once you push up against them with, with, with data and information. We got to love on them. Um, all of this will come out and we'll be able to have a more rational conversation. I am praying for the good. For taking a break, we will see you guys next week, the Lord willing. Until then, keep your eyes on Christ.